The Smash Brothers brawl, The Simpsons do something unforgivable, and The Wonder Years debuts, as does the president's favorite show, this week on 30-20-10. Welcome to 30-20-10, uh, the internet's pop culture time machine, taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past. This week we will be covering January 26th through February 1st. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. And I'm Diana Goodman in the Slimeball Bolorama. <laughs> Uh, in 20 years, I'm going to sound like Daniel Stern. I'm Matt J. Yes, we have uh, just so many awesome debuts this week. Some re-debuts, some confusing debuts, but we'll be looking at movies, music, TV, and games in 1988, 1998, and 2008. So stay right there. You know, as an aging man trying his best to not get fat, I have been fiddling with a lot of my dieting over the last few years. And I've narrowed down two of my biggest problems, snacking and breakfast. Fortunately, I found a nice little solution with RX Bar, a whole food bar I can feel good about eating. And you can go to rxbar.com slash T3 and enter the promo code T3 at checkout for 25% off your first order. Remember, that's the letter T and the number three. I've always had a problem with over snacking and let's say skipping breakfast entirely, but the variety of flavors that RX Bar offers means I can have a nice mixed berry bar for breakfast or a midday or late night snack with a peanut butter chocolate bar. It's just the right amount of food I need to keep me moving, a boost of protein, and perhaps most most importantly, they taste great. That might be because RX Bar has called BS on all those other bars out there. And they set out to create something new with simple and clean ingredients. Every single ingredient is listed in huge font on the front of the package, and you can usually count them on one hand. Three egg whites, two dates, six almonds, or whatever the flavor is. That's it. No preservatives, artificial colors, artificial flavors, and no added sugar. RX Bars come in 11 delicious varieties, and they're all gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free. Try RX Bar out for yourself. And hey, you listeners can save 25 percent off your first order just by going to rxbar.com slash t3 and entering the promo code t3 at checkout Oh my goodness. As 302010 always does, we start in 1988, January 26th through February 1st. And we got so, we got a little news. We got a little news at the top. Mm-hmm. And I know I know this play. Uh, January 26th, Phantom of the Opera opens on Broadway. Thought I didn't like musicals. Parents dragged me to a, a production of it in Atlanta. It uh, blew me away. <laughs> Did they have a chandelier? Uh, I don't. It was a long, long time. What? Yeah, they have to have the chandelier. Yeah. That's the I, whole part of the thing. I it's supposed to remember. look like, hey, it's going to fall on us. Oh, no. Family Opera, they drop a giant chandelier. It was, I was very, very young, but I was singing the songs like forever after that. Like, uh, and I'm not a fan of musicals mm. in general, really, but I have seen Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. It opened and in London. So have millions of people. Yeah. 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 So it opened London's West End two years before. Mm-hmm. Moves to Broadway in 88. It is still there. Really? 12,000 performances mm-hmm. later. It is the longest running show on Broadway. I, I remember the statistic was like the Fantastics or something was the longest running Broadway yeah. play. But since that was canceled like a decade ago, I guess Phantom overtook it. Phantom overtook it. Just yeah, by being alive. They did a big redo of this just a few years ago. They did. Uh, that There was like a... 
like they re they, I remember it got nominated for a bunch of Tonys because they kind of reorchestrated the music and Ooh. and did some fun stuff too, including making it sound more eighties than it already did. Like oh, they no. they umped up the synthesizers. That's really? like a, yeah, it was that's cool. a major problem I have with a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is it it oh, sounds yeah. like whatever the time period is it was written mm. in. They're on that roller one. skates. Yeah, the, it's just like Family Opera. Like, there's something about like I don't know the drums sound like drum machines and it's just mm. it bugs me. It's the mm. one that you like, you know, when your mom and you and you like you go into the city for a day you go see Phantom of the Opera <laughs> yep. it's it's mostly but you just call it Phantom yeah, yeah. You, oh you saw Phantom you saw yeah. Phantom oh we saw it again uh, it's it's mostly <laughs> remembered these days from people our age because Paula Tompkins makes fun of it on the internet <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the best thing that's ever come out of it is Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber um, and also on February 1st Poltergeist actor Heather O'Rourke dies at oh, age 12 yeah. the curse the curse of Poltergeist how did she die uh, oh this is awful isn't it bowel obstruction. Oh my god. Gave all her right. cardiac arrest. Yeah, and she's like almost all the kids involved in Poltergeist end up popping off. Yeah. It's well, really strange. Uh, this is, I mean, well, uh, yeah, uh, Dom- Dominique Dunn was murdered by her by boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now she was only 12. She'd finished rap shooting on Poltergeist 3, which will be out four months from wow. now. Um, and that made it pretty awkward to do like promotions and interviews. Yeah, and, maybe like, you want to take maybe her. Maybe don't talk about the dead child. Maybe take her off the poster because even if you haven't seen Poltergeist you're probably familiar with the image of Heather O'Rourke yeah. in front of the TV little static little mm-hmm. Coach is doing fine though. <laughs> Coach yeah Coach Craig T. Nelson keeps marching on it's got yeah. to be in that Incredibles Mr. Incredibles uh, movie <laughs> but uh, speaking of movies movies of 1988 January 26th through February 1st we got to talk about Broadway plays because the movies are light and you yeah. haven't heard of them uh, Good Morning Good Morning Vietnam is still number one damn um, and, but also debuting this week Light Years aka Gandahar yeah, French animated science fiction, which I watched a clip what? of, and it kind of looks like Fantastic Planet if it had smoother. Ooh, is it the same Planet. guy? I don't Let's think see. so. Oh, it is. Yes. It is the same guy. Yeah, it, it has sort of smoother animation, but like even more nudity and weirdness. Rene Laloux. Right, so they had to. And also replacing yet another actor, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. <laughs> was the American yeah, voice. But, uh, mm. the, the, oh, the Weinstein's got their paws on this, where mm. uh, before Harvey Weinstein was known for something else, he was also nicknamed Harvey Scissorhands because he would take these foreign movies yes. and basically recut them yep. for American audiences. And this one, yeah, you got to cut out a bunch of sex and nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hated Miramax before because of what how they treated animated properties. Mm. They didn't have that Disney buck, but they'd buy foreign stuff and independent stuff and just chop it to shit. Yeah, yep. uh, famously, they cut Nausicaa yeah. into, uh, what was it called? Warriors of the Wind or whatever the hell Thief and the Cobbler. Like just <laughs> yeah. ruined it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, sounds like they did it with this one too. Yeah, which led to uh, when Disney did get mm-hmm. the Miyazaki films, they were mm-hmm. putting out uh, I forget what Kiki's or something like that was the first. I think one they it put was out. the first one they put on VHS. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, were going to cut things mm-hmm. and received in the mail uh, a katana from <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki with a note that said no cuts, no cuts. <laughs> yeah. No cuts. Also out this week, a movie I'd never heard of nope. until we found it. Uh, Slaughterhouse Rock. This mm. looks amazing. It's the jukebox musical based on the book Slaughterhouse Five. It's 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 a horror, a musical horror film starring. I'm unstuck in time. <laughs> the, uh, hand, the hand aliens, whatever they call the yeah. Trumpetorians, just clapping with each other. I'm enjoying these references as a huge Vonnegut fan. Sorry. I wish I, I wish I would have made them. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but to- starring Tony Basil of right. Mickey Uso fine fame with right. music from Devo. Yeah. Whoa. Some of it remained unpublished for years because this movie languished in ex- obscurity. Uh, I've never even heard of it until today. It happens a lot with original musical films. Mm-hmm. Alex Gardner doesn't know it. 
is about to be haunted by four dead rockers captive on Alcatraz. <laughs> As you do. Members were discovered outside the main cell block. And they're willing to do anything to make a comeback. Wow, that, that description is like the most Rick and Morty improvised movie. So it's set here? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know, because there's also a school... Uh, Jesus Christ. If you ever look into it, I, I've looked into it because I moved to, San, mm-hmm. to SF recently. Like a third of movies are set in San Francisco. Yeah, it's, yes. it's a lot, especially like uh, when you when you look at like old Disney films, like yeah. this is a huge port. So like <laughs> if anything foreign was coming over, they hit San Francisco first. Mm. So if it's like in the 1800s, San Francisco. Yeah, that's yep. how we got uh, not 80% of our population. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. have more murders per capita in movies. Really? Than anywhere else, I think. Wow. Just because so many detective stories are here. It's just it's a great <laughs> it's place really for weird. detective stories. Yeah, as they can lumber so, yeah. up, drunkenly lumber up to the top of the hill to their like million dollar apartment. That always bugs me. Yeah. The down in his like detective, like, your apartment's two million dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. What a good section of the city to be in. We're in San Francisco, by the way. Also in theaters this week, um, Diana name checked it at the top Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Bolorama. That, that <laughs> kind of movie, you see that title and you're like, what the crap yeah. is this? Coming to the Sega CD this November. <laughs> yeah, coming directly to USA Up All Night. Yeah, no, it's a very popular, so bad it's good yeah. kind of piece of crap. List. I believe, shout out to Daniel from, from uh, you know, the, of our Facebook group. He would do these weird, I think he played this in a weekend marathon of USA Up All Night nice. TV edits. Uh, I have not seen it the whole thing. They say good things come in small packages. The way out is my time. this time, they're wrong. Sorority babes. I uh, so <laughs> watching this trailer is very hard to decide where to start because mm-hmm. it starts with a very Porky's premise of like mm-hmm. the sorority house is having their initiation. We're gonna get to watch them spank each other, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the murders start. And then there's also a demon puppet, and then there's maybe more murders, and then it they're re- having they're getting revenge on the Porky's guys, <laughs> but what? And why is it called this? I is there bowling? I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's a slasher Porky's and Gremlins ripoff. It's like everything yeah. you rip off in the eighties put together. It also stars Linnea Quigley, right? Uh, Famous queen. Yeah, scream she's queen. in a ton of movies like mm. that. Yeah, there's a couple like. 80s scream queen like me you, you might not know their names but yeah if you watch like usa up all night you'd be like oh yeah <laughs> from bikini car wash sure <laughs> i remember this boner <laughs> uh thank you Rhonda Shear. uh but moving to tv of 1988 uh wait did we miss this uh i guess yes so. one of our fans pointed out that we missed tnt yeah we missed uh tn t and t uh, which was what? premiered on January 11th. I had not heard of this. This is not in any of our resources, but mm-hmm. somebody tweeted us and I looked it up and it exists. Went for three seasons of 65 episodes. I can't believe that. What is this? It was this? a Canadian show. Uh, let's play the, the ad I put in here. kind of sets it up a little bit, but I still have to explain some stuff. He used to be king of the ring. Until the bad guys took away everything. Nobody gets away clean. Set up. Brain. Sent to jail. Now, Mr. T's old enemy is back. Keep perfectly still. Trying to do what he did before. But this time, let's go. You can bet Mr. T is going to settle the score. Don't, T.F. On the next. Look at me. TNT. 
What the hell? Oh what God. the hell yeah. is this? So the A-Team gets canceled in 1986. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. T needs work, as he would say on SNL. The serial's been canceled. <laughs> I need work. Yeah, serials is... It's His animated show's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they make this show that, like I said, ran for three seasons. It's it's Canadian produced. It was co-produced by Nelvana. Wow. What? Yeah, the animation the Care Bears people. Yeah, exactly. The Canadian animation company, uh, where Mr. T is this disgraced boxer uh, <laughs> who... Accused of murder he didn't commit. Yes, uh, and they don't say it in there, but he gets teamed up uh, with another guy. He gets teamed up with a lawyer, mm-hmm. and they like solve crimes and stuff for sixty-five episodes. I wonder what Mr. his T. name is. I think it's a lady lawyer, isn't it? Is it a blonde lady? Yeah. Is it a lady lawyer? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Taylor and T. S. Turner, where you yeah, get T and T. Holy Amy shit! Taylor or Amy Taller. Wow, uh, a young proceeding you. lawyer. Great pull, uh, whoever submitted. Yeah, and to there us. Are, you can find episodes of this. I wow. looked. I was watching some clips and stuff, and it looks crazy and yeah. worth checking out. I imagine no one's looking out for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's not a lot of there aren't a lot of uh, streetwise crusading blonde lady lawyers who are I, protecting this. I honestly think that this lasted as long as it did because it was Canadian mm-hmm. produced. Yeah. And so it, it reached their mandate that in Canada you have to have so a certain percentage of your programming has to be Canadian based. Mm, it's true. Uh, so government I, funded the government funded Mr. T program, huh? Yeah, I feel like you know you put this on at like one in the morning and it's like percentage wise it all works out. We're allowed to watch <laughs> you know this balances out another American show that we can run that actually someone will mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, and it makes sense they'd want to get Mr. T for that because he is like he was like a kid friendly like teaching good lessons to kids. I mean, yeah. and arguably his most famous role is as a boxer. I'm saying yeah. that someone I don't see 18 yeah, yeah. reruns, but Club Rocky Three's aired all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, highlight. yes, that or Mr. T Serial and Pee Wee's Big Adventure was the reference <laughs> I was making earlier. Um, man, uh, but then on uh, February 1st we have the TV movie Weekend War, mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. watch the promo for that. For two weeks every year, they play soldier. There she is, Casa Honduras. This is a military exercise, sir. I don't want these people to think they're on some kind of Caribbean holiday. This time, it's for real. Bridge has been blown up. What does that matter? Got me a weapon. Weekend war. What the Tomorrow. hell? <laughs> Weekend yeah. war. So it's it's a story that's been told a million times. Where like we're just doing fun army games, or we're just doing a civil war reenactment, or we're just doing whatever, and it turns out to be real wow. because uh, you know it's Tropic Thunder. It's yeah. a bunch of different things. But this one stars Daniel Stern. Oh. It's a big week for him. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge week for him. And Stephen Collins. Who, uh, it's a name you... Oh, is that the seventh heaven fella? Yeah. Who like to touch kids? Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. All right, all right, all yeah. right. I'm uncomfortable. The guy who will... The only cast... The only uh, one-off guest that will not return to Always Sunny. Mm. <laughs> uh, but this man, in much bigger TV news, mm-hmm. uh, January 31st, the Superb Owl. Yep. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl 22. Hey, you, the big game. The that's, big game. That's what we have to big call game. it. Super legally. Bowl TM. Yeah. I remember Super Bowl twenty three is how I learned Roman numerals. Um, yeah, uh, Redskins, Rocky Seven, Adrian Trent. Yeah, Redskins crushed the Broncos forty two to ten, and then right afterwards, man, we did a whole Laser Time episode that nobody liked <laughs> about Super Bowl debuts. I like that one. Parks and Rec was a Super Bowl debut. Yeah, a lot of uh, the the programming network has huge faith, and they'll use the Super Bowl to catapult immediately afterwards. 
their biggest new show. Wasn't Clerks one? I don't. I don't. Family, family Guy, Guy was, was is notably family one. Guy. Maybe that's uh, it, I, does was anybody remember the first the one? It's been happening for like fifty years. The first premiere the after the first post game show on the Super Bowl was it World of Color? It's I don't Lassie. Know what it, was. it was Lassie. What? It's Lassie. Wow. I don't know if it was Lassie's debut, but it was the biggest thing they had at the time to air after the big game, mm-hmm. and it, it still happens. It still happens all the time. I don't watch a lot of Super Bowls anymore, so I don't know of any recent ones. But Family Guy's a big one. I do. I like put it on any big thing like. Like that even if I'm mm-hmm. not interested like this year for the first time I watched the whole Golden Globes like like yeah. any big event I'm like yeah whatever put it on and I'll sit through it it's kind of the what only thing we doing? can enjoy together collectively as a culture anymore yeah. live events that's it that's can what I, I enjoy about it can I point out in our document uh, it's spelled superb bowel superb bowel Chris did that I yeah <laughs> okay I thought you were saying superb owl I am Okay. The Super Bowl. I, I uh-huh. don't know. It's the only fun I have with the Super Bowl. I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> uh, but but this this to me is I would rank as the best post game debut. Of, mm-hmm. uh, and it seems it seems bizarre because it's such a weird. It's a heavy episode. Hit the music. What would you do? It's the right version. Yep. Out of tune. Not the Beatles one. Not the one from Woodstock either. Uh, <laughs> high speed waving. Playing with hoses, ladies and gentlemen, the Wonder Years. Super yeah. eight the Wonder Years debuts after the Super Bowl, and it's just so great and holds up so well, and it's so sweet. Such a damn good show. They ran for six seasons. Season one was only six episodes long. It it looks expensive. Yep. In, it looks in amazing. hindsight. I watched the pilot pretty recently. The pilot is amazing. It got put on what Netflix or something. Uh, that's that's a, that's the only thing I want to talk about in trying to research this. Like, it took I, forever to get anywhere. The DVDs yeah. took forever because the music. Well, that's the thing. I remember a few years ago, they were crowing about we've licensed almost 90% of the music because the Wonder Years was wall to wall licensed music. Yeah, well, it starts in 1968. It's a coming of age thing with him and his uh, little Fred Savage and his older siblings going through the changing times, but not in like a stupid sort of like, I'm not going to fight this immoral war, which is happening in Vietnam right now. Dad, you know it was. It's more like it's still relatable coming of age, the first, even though in the yeah. first episode, twenty years before my coming. Of well, age. like being a kid during like summer of love and hippieism and yeah, stuff. But yeah, like, there where was you a, can't you can't engage lot. in any of that stuff. If a you can, lot there. of music to set the. If tone. you can get past your hatred of boomer nostalgia, yes. it's a really sweet show about childhood. And the That's first not about boomers, though. It's a, well, the first episode he's, is like his. I feel like his oldest sister is a boomer. Okay, and mm-hmm. he's just behind that. All right, all right. If you want to have it that. Way. The yeah. first episode is heavy, though. Kevin gets his first kiss with Winnie Cooper mm-hmm. as Brian Cooper, her brother, dies in Vietnam. And it just, yeah. I, I watched a clip of it and I'm like, this aired after the Super Bowl? This is like one of the saddest things I've ever, and The Wonder Years has a lot of really heart-wrenching moments. Yeah. It, is, yeah. it would and be a, a Linklater really, movie now. And a lot of really funny bits, though. I yeah. mean, it's a, it is a comedy, mm-hmm. technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really funny. It's, it's really sweet. It's really good. The first episode ends with like a Doors song or something, isn't it? I have that clip. You do? So, <laughs> so because... It, because they got have been doing podcasts and capturing clips for like fucking 10 years <laughs> because I go like, oh, let me go see some Wonder Year stuff on Netflix. They were crowing about how they got all the rights. It's on Amazon. It's gone. It's all gone. Yeah. Oh, it's not up there anymore? It's all gone. You can't buy it on Amazon. I just watched it's it. It's not on Netflix. Damn it's not on Hulu. It is not streaming anywhere, and I don't know that it ever will be again. God it's probably on my it's, it's a great show that didn't predict uh, the nature of how we consume entertainment, didn't sign the music rights away, and I, I think you can still buy copies of whatever left of the DVD stock. 
But remember, this was streaming everywhere it was a few a years ago, and it's when they got gone. Finally, like, it is gone. Last year, like it, we're running out of those iTunes copies. Gone. Yeah, like what, was two, gone. Or, two or three years ago, Friends was the big thing. Mm-hmm. We got Friends, and it was mm-hmm. Seinfeld was either before mm-hmm. or after that, and then last year's was Mash. And I feel like we're almost out of those shows that it's a big deal that you got it on yeah. a streaming the, service. I hope I hope it's airing somewhere on television because that's kind of the only place that uh, oh, it's got to be air intact logo or something. Hopefully, I've yeah. Not been able to find it, but no. I'm looking still. Yeah, but because I that that's the thing that makes sense is I'm sure they sign the rights. To include syndication yep. for the music, television in perpetuity. All so good. yeah, some some channel. All good. You know, Family Channel, somebody like that. They didn't be able see to pick it up. streaming coming, and I, I don't know. I thought they settled all of that stuff, but I have famously, if you're listening to Laser Time, a clip <laughs> uh, writes for a song they couldn't settle. Uh, it's Kevin. He's like, he says, "I'm on fire. Cue the doors. <laughs> light my fire." Diana, how does that song go? Come on, baby, light my fire. <laughs> so it's well done. But they have to come up with a replacement song. Just Write like lyrics that almost match the doors, light my fire. And it's embarrassing and cringeworthy to listen to. There was only one thing I was sure of. I was a man on fire. <laughs> it's the 60s. People are dying for no reason. for no one. This is a great sound like I'm sorry. One spark and it's out of control. President is a liar. Hope it never happens again. But yes, uh, starring Fred Savage, narrated by uh, Daniel Stern, mm-hmm. um, who was not the original narrator. Well, he wasn't. Uh, apparently, at some point, this pilot had a different narrator, and it's it's people are having it's difficult to pin down who did it, and there are even people who like deny doing it. It's <laughs> like seeing on this, Daniel thing right Stern. Now. Just came up in movies as playing such a sweet, lovable nerd, and it's so odd that he's going to be most famous for the rest of his life as a bumbling burglar yeah. who, gets, who gets his dick kicked in. Do you know who Ari Gross is? No. Do you know who that is? Yeah, God, that name's really familiar. Apparently, from Entourage. Uh, <laughs> that might be who I'm thinking. Apparently, of. he was at one point. Uh, Believed to be the original narrator, but he denies doing it. Mm. Oh, I don't know. But the I'm, Wonder Years is great. Won some Emmys. Really, really good. Well, it has a great last episode. Oh, it does have a great, mm-hmm. great last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the amazing thing that it won Emmys because it it had because like you said, it looks like an expensive show. Yeah, there weren't a lot of. I guess there were a fair number of shows that were you know shot on film, but no mm-hmm. comedies really. Yeah, no comedies. I guess and, Moonlighting is the closest yeah. thing they had camera, as a, as a no single location camera. shoots, outdoor and shoots, it, and that was crazy expensive and, and prone to delays. And this is a period piece, so you got to get yep. period cars and costumes and hair and makeup and all that stuff. So the first season was only six episodes, yep. and that won the Emmy for outstanding comedy. Wow, mm-hmm. wow! Because I have six fucking episodes. I was just watching and a it clip. Gets, it was on the fence, and they're like, "Oh shit, I guess we have to renew it." I was just watching. <laughs> a clip like maybe the interior is a set they open the door there's a shot outside yep. you can see all the way to the mountains of california <laughs> and there's a huge suburb with an era appropriate car in the driveway like holy shit yep. does this look expensive mm-hmm. and again really really good really sweet show yeah uh cedar rapids iowa gets debuting fox february, february 1st. 1st not so much <laughs> they, they, um, they got fox we talked about it a couple weeks ago fox is still rolling out in 1988 that's that's right the slow roll out of the <laughs> fox network i love that i love thinking about how like at some point you know you've talked we were talking about it earlier how mm-hmm. you were like i didn't get to watch superman the animated yeah. series i didn't have the wb i think it's weird that that was a thing that existed not that 
long ago. Yeah, but sort of beckons the end of uh, independent networks. By the way, we did have a commentary on our Patreon, patreon.com slash time. UHF, fantastic movie, Yay. all about just a, a love song to independent TV networks that Fox and WB and UPN would kind of take over yeah. and destroy. Now you, now we literally just got Letterman interviewing the former president, yeah. and anyone in the world can watch it. It just yeah. debuted a few days ago. That's so weird. You know, and at this time, not everyone could watch Married with Children or Cops. And speaking of weird, um, we have a rise of a little company called Tengen, Tengen, mm-hmm. uh, in video games of 1988, yeah. uh, January 26th of the first. Diana, it is a little fascinating. Okay. It is a little fascinating. Tengen was a subsidiary of when Atari was having problems, it split up into arcade and console. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it created this division, because it was struggling, to sell Atari and Namco games on a Nintendo platform while the other company was trying to sell a console. Oh. Uh, it also didn't want to play ball with Nintendo. Nintendo had a ton of restrictions, like exclusivity uh, demands, licensing fees. Uh, you had to buy their own cartridges. So if you were a little kid and you had a black cartridge with a triangular slope in the front, uh, you that was a tension unlicensed cartridge. RBI Baseball, Pac-Man. No, Tetris. Pac-Man has a great... And most famously... They beat Nintendo to market with the te- with Tetris yeah, by they, about they a month. They were like the first Whoa. big U.S. distributor of Tetris, and it's 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 weird. It sucks. I remember renting it. It's the it was the first Tetris that wasn't on Game Boy with a two player mode, <gasps> and Nintendo had yes. legitimately locked down the rights earlier. Mm-hmm. Their game just came out later. They sued. They got the ban. Uh, the 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 Tengen's Tetris was pulled after a month in release so it's now it's a huge rarity it is not the better game with the exception of the two player mode which you, know, you can do anywhere yeah, the music's not as good music's not as good but the story of Tetris itself is amazing everyone look it up there's actually a comic by uh, the indie comic creator Box mm-hmm. Brown from Philadelphia who's mm-hmm. a really really nice really cool guy I've met him a bunch of times did the Andre the Giant yes oh, same I love, guy he oh. made one about Tetris uh, and it's super cool is, I know your husband interviewed him um, on, a, on one occasion Alexei Pajitnov, Pajitnov. Uh, who finally is involved in the rights because the rights are uh, we're Russian. We're just yeah. to the government of Russia because he made oh. it in a government building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's why there's so many different versions of it. Communism, everything is work for hire. Exactly. And the uh, the name of the company, Tengen, is also a reference. It comes from the same place Atari comes mm-hmm. from, which is the game Go, which mm-hmm. is the Japanese game that's based. It's like a, it's kind of like chess, but they play with these little uh, round tiles. Yeah, it was mind blowing to me in my in my 20s to learn Atari was not in any way a Japanese yeah, company. Not at all. <laughs> at all. Uh, but yeah, Tengen, man, I had a bunch of cool... I actually... Most of their games are pretty good, but unlicensed and very combative with Nintendo. And years the of lo- cool. Lawsuits that wouldn't be settled until the mid-90s. Yeah. <laughs> and if you uh, if you ask the Nintendo hotline about those cartridges, they would say, they will light your NES on fire and burn yeah. your house down. <laughs> Do not use one of those cartridges. When really, it's fine. Same with, uh, who made all those Bible games? The, the blue, oh, Wisdom Tree. Yeah, yeah. If you put a Wisdom Tree cartridge in your NES, you're breaking the law and your parents <laughs> will die. <laughs> and moving into music of 1988, we have new releases. Skyscraper from David Lee Roth. Uh, Never Die Young by James Taylor, State of Mind by Frontline Assembly, and Tear Down These Walls by Billy Ocean. Oh, Billy uh, Ocean's going to have a hit, I think, in a couple ooh, weeks. Ooh, I can't wait. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but this this is a pretty great song as well, because uh, yes. Michael Jackson's The Way You Make Me Feel is number one on the charts, and we will close out that. Stay tuned, because when we come back, we will be talking about 1998 people.
Coming in with some Dixie Chicks. I can love you better off of Wide Open Spaces. The major label debut of the Dixie Chicks. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize they debuted major label by 98. And then you watch the video and you're like, oh, this is this super <laughs> 1998. So when people uh, complain about modern country, which mm-hmm. they should, mm-hmm. modern country is 90% garbage. The Dixie Chicks are not who they're talking about. The Dixie Chicks rule and this yeah. album ruled. Yeah, as a result of what they went through. And I, I wish I hadn't yeah. burned this album. I, I, I had it initially, but the president told me to do it. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. And they, as they as disappeared the, because of a stupid reason. Yeah, they alienated their audience and then it ended up writing music that reflected that. And I thought that was really yeah, cool. They, and, uh, in a way, country. They were like, against the war yeah. in Iraq. Yeah. Which, in the 2000s, and you were a country musician. Not popular not. <laughs> yeah. with the country uh, fans. Uh, but that album, Sin Wagon's one of the best... Songs of all time. So Sin shut up. Wagon? And Sin Wagon is an amazing song. I cannot wait till we get to that album. The song, uh, the, the titular song of the album, Wide Open Spaces, is one of, it's one of the most fun karaoke songs in the world. Yeah. <laughs> song yeah. is great. As long as you have three blonde women, you'll be yeah. all right. Oh, my God. Where no, did that I'll come from? I'll do it by myself. Um, nice. uh, Truly Madly Deeply uh, by Savage Garden is still number one. Yay. But 1998, January 26th thank through God. February 1st. There's no <laughs> more candle in the wind. Oh, it's gone. Remember? Oh, thank it God. Went That's last right. Week. Gone. That's right. Truly Madly Deeply is the one that saved us. Oh, so. thank you, Truly Madly I Deeply. I love them, Truly Madly and Deeply. Uh, but the, uh, we also have new releases from Nick Lowe with Dig My Mood, uh, American Teenage Rock, a rock and roll machine by The Donnas, uh, Do or Die, the debut album by the Dropkick Murphys, and Saturn's Return by Goldie. Um, mm, I loved the Dropkick Murphys uh, yeah. as a kid. Yeah, me too. I've, I've seen they're the, fine. through the Warp Tour yeah, alone. I've seen no, them like sixteen times. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. And, yeah, they're uh, just, just fun. They're yeah, they're fun. Just they're want fun to pound Guinness and listen. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, you might remember them from the Departed, being really? in the, being in the movie several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but news of nineteen ninety eight, January twenty sixth through February first. What is this D on the twenty sixth? Uh, Clinton gives a oh, press no. briefing. Uh, hit the hit the link. This See is, if you recognize. This any is going to be in the news for a while. <laughs> but I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Oh! Oh! He's doing that Simple thing times. that every podcast I listen to does where he's tapping next to I've the I've been mic. doing it a lot lately. I should stop. <laughs> yep. So, isn't it quaint that the president lied to us? That hasn't happened since! About getting a beach? You know how... I'm just... You, a, a, a way of arguing. What if I started to respond to that? What about the current president? He fucks porn stars too. Wouldn't that sound silly? When I do, go to whataboutism for what yes. Trump did to defend Clinton? That <laughs> yeah. would sound silly. Mm-hmm. That would sound really silly. There's still so many people who are super, super, super mad about this. And yes, it's very disrespectful for the office, but... Where's the bar now? Come so, on. <laughs> for fucks, yeah. Have no, you seen the statistic of people who masturbate at work? There have been loads blown in that office by every single Please, president. This, in the bathroom, though. This Maybe. whole thing, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was. And it was so embarrassing. I felt bad, even at the time. I mean, 20 years ago, I felt bad for parents who had to explain this shit to oh their kids. Oh, my God. But... We do that every fucking day now. Yep, it's so, an everyday thing. Again, the bar is in the Marianas Trench. <laughs> is this, this also, just helped lower it. Is this also where, uh, can you define what is, is? Can no, that was that during later? the actual that's, impeachment. Oh, that's no, that's, tri- that's okay. coming up. That's, okay. coming, up. that's right. coming up. So you remember what, a week, two weeks ago, what, the story broke, the Lewinsky part yeah. of the story broke. Oh my God, this and is going to be our OJ. Yeah, I'm going to only go with the highlights and not do it day by day, but this is an important day one. Day by day. Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, wet hot reference. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Arts and I mean, this is this is a key moment in this whole thing where people. Mm. This is Clinton mm. looking at a camera and lying to the American people, mm. and it's embarrassing as fuck. He could have just been wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love the onions take on is like, I did not have sex. We made love. America, I'm going to say this for the last time because I got to get back to work. Don't pretend like you wouldn't have done it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eating ain't cheating. And on the 28th, in lighter news, uh, Weird Al shaves his mustache and gets LASIK. And yeah. if you're listening to Laser Time, our sister show, we do a whole episode about Weird Al's career kind of outside parody music because he's hmm. kind of an awesome icon at this point. Yeah. I believe at this point that's the upcoming episode I think yes uh, Weird Al changes one of the most iconic looks yeah. in pop culture it's not yeah. it's like it's no small deal that for at this point uh, over 10 years 15 years people have known Weird Al to have the glasses and the hair and the mustache and you know what he also ditched the short sleeve collared floral shirt yeah yeah because mm-hmm. like we were going through his career like that's what you're wearing in UHF and mm-hmm. your naked gun cameos and now he's in like a silk dark long sleeve collared shirt every time you see him yeah uh, but he, he originally yeah wore, I don't know he was that's I guess that's how you become iconic with mm-hmm. a recognizable yeah. look a dependable look you can set your watch by do you think it had something to do with just a couple weeks ago we talked about the Unabomber mm. <laughs> I've never I've never realized how close these two things were together but it's within weeks wow <laughs> wow uh, that's a good conspiracy theory to bring up but if we can move into movies of 1998 uh, January 26th through February 1st uh, Titanic is still number one. I, I shouldn't have to tell you that. When when we, I, I don't know what kind of music we're going to have to play when mm-hmm. this finally is gone. But I mean, it's going to be most of the year. So once we finally hit it, we're yeah, going to have to. Don't look crazy. ahead. I can't wait to see what knocks it down. Yeah, I, I, I even haven't looked ahead. I know. I know, I know something. Eventually, we'll get. I know when something does. Titanic is right back the next week. Yeah, something continues. knocks it off for like a week and then it comes back. Uh, I remember that. New movies include Taste of Cherry. Gross. Directed by a bo- what? It, it just sounds gross. Oh, okay. Whatever it is. <laughs> it sounds very foreign. By Abbas Kerostami. Ker- Ker- I don't Stami? never state that right. Yeah. Oh, is Ringu? Ringu debuts in 1990. And Ringu debuts. Wow. Yeah. I like to throw oh. in a foreign film every now and then with a hard wo- hard name and make people say it. And then I said it. Why did I do that? <laughs> Um, has Ringu. Everyone, have you guys seen Ringu? I have. Ringu? I saw. It, I saw it before I saw the Ring. I didn't like the oh, Ring as a result of seeing ring. Ringu. Uh, Ringu's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy both films a lot. But uh, when the Ring came out, when it first came to on demand, we were mm-hmm. all in love with on demand. It was such a cool new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put out. Uh, you could rent the Ring and Ringu, and it was like That's one so file. Weird. So yeah. we watched. We had, we just wanted to watch the Ringu. It's like a we, digital VHS tape. That exactly. You throw a wine. No, that's oh, what we had wow. to do. No. We uh, we owned the Ring because we mm-hmm. my family loved it my dad and I loved it so much so we had to sit and fast forward an on demand a digital file to go through the ring and That's go into crazy. Ringu so we just watched the ring at super speed and then watched Ringu wow Ringu's a lot of fun it's um basically the same story except it has a lot more overt uh, psychic abilities mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the characters have like psychic connections that you can feel like they didn't put into the ring, but uh, Verbinski has a couple like nods to shots that imply mm. it, and I never caught that in the ring until I watched Ringu, and you know, um, but it's super fun. It's uh, I forget the director, but it's uh, it's a good Japanese horror film, and it, it kind of is the one that set up the tone and the things we would look for in Japanese horror for the next 10, 15 years. Oh my goodness, and I have never seen so many movies in a week that I've seen and have forgotten entirely. Yeah, these are uh, crap except for one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's the... l- let's go with the action-y one first. Uh, Deep Rising, which... The last starring role of Treat Williams? 
<laughs> oh yeah, maybe Possibly. until the substitute too. <laughs> I love the concept though. Mm-hmm. Alien meets Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. It was, it was like the Heart Rain movie we talked about. It's, yeah. it's this movie, but also adds this, this and it has, fantasy it element. It has a fun cast as a fun trailer. They answered a distress call. Where the hell is everybody? No. What the hell is that? They're dead in the water. <laughs> <laughs> I got a really bad feeling about this. The ship's infested. Let's get the hell out of here! pretty fucking cool yeah. at this point yeah. Crawling, oh. doesn't look cheap yeah some some people you know fans of cheaper horror t- mm-hmm. tend to defend it everyone mm-hmm. else just says it's just alien it's no relic adventures there's a lot of cool uh, practical effects going on in there like, yeah. i'm sure that we saw all of them i'm sure yeah. that when you see the actual and I'm film pretty sure i saw desperate measures as well okay michael keaton andy garcia marcia harden and brian cox well see if this sounds familiar i'm trying to get inside my head frank i killed Mumbo. I cannot make myself feel bad about it. My son has leukemia. He will die without a bone marrow transplant. And somehow, I've been identified as a compatible donor for your son. Well, then maybe you can appreciate my amusement at the irony. But now, after all those years being locked up, I'm given the opportunity to kill again. Cops kid that. Whoa! Michael Keaton. And another San Francisco set. Yeah. Uh, police yes. crime drama. Uh, he looks like he's drawn by Mike Judge in this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like he does look like a little early Milton. Yeah. Or Michael is uh, doing? He's just doing Nicholson, right? Is that what he's? It, feels not like quite. It. But I mean, he's doing gravity. Yeah. Michael Keaton <laughs> is a convicted things. murderer who's the only compatible. Bone transplant donor to the son of the man who got him convicted. Does he have evil marrow that will make him commit murders? <laughs> oh. Ends up controlling his brain. Yeah, and then oh. like the operation, he gets loose, and now we have a hostage trauma. And a, he gets and to and kill again. No, I actually was thinking of extreme measures, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one I saw. Right. Uh, and I definitely didn't see this. Great expectations. Yep. Um, I totally forgot, though, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Was it really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think uh, one of his first English cool. language Starring stuff. Ethan Hawke, Gwyneth Paltrow, Chris Cooper, and Hank Azaria. It's probably a really long, unbroken shot of an old cake. Nah, it's before, <laughs> before he got that crazy. What are you doing here? Estella's wedding. Father asked me to marry him. Hang up, What is it like not to feel anything? We are who we are. People don't change. I knew that little girl, and I saw the light in her eyes. And no matter what you say or do, that's still what I see. 20th century. Fox presents Ethan Hawke, Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow, with Anne Bancroft and Robert De Niro. I remember you when you were a good-hearted little kid. The one person who did a really pure and good thing for me. In the story of a journey into the heart of a man. Everything I've ever done has been for you. Anything that might be special in me is you. Great expectations. Yeah, yeah, I was. So Romeo what? and Juliet made the, money. That's yeah. what I was going to say. They're Romeo plus Ju- Julieting great expectations. You're telling me we can adapt things we don't have to pay for? Yeah. yeah. Get on it, Ethan Hawke, which he did we a lot. We don't even have to get new costumes anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we don't have to make it a period piece anymore. Yeah, so a modern a day jacket. great oh, expectations. I also have to say that. This is this this week and next week are weird weeks for me recognizing music in trailers. Totally, I just got that. Um, this Pulp? one starts out with Miller's Crossing. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's uh, like, oh, it's pissing me off. And then there's another one. I think it's next week. Uh, the trailers 
just uh, straight up Bram Stoker's Dracula like the whole wow. time. <laughs> Wow, and I recognized this song in there from the end of season three of the Venture Brothers. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, the Pulp song. The Pulp song. Uh, oh, the yeah. The Venture Brothers. Yep. I, I, it seems to sound like a different version, but I never heard it before Venture Brothers, or so I thought. Uh, but this movie is actually fucking this great. This is what I want to talk about, too. Yeah. Uh, Zero Effect, starring Bill Pullman, Ryan O'Neill, and Ben Stiller. My employer is hardly your typical private detective. What did I tell you about the curtains? When he's working, smoothest operator you've ever seen. Brave, slick, cunning. As soon as he gets off work, complete freak. Nuts. Tactless. Terrible. Rude. Hello. What's his name? Harold Burgess. Mitchell Hardware. Nick Carmine. Carol. Right. Zero effect. Oh, man, I love zero effect. I, I haven't seen it forever. Zero effect. So, uh, Jake Kasdan's first movie. Yeah. And we oh. just talked about Walk Hard a couple weeks ago. Totally. Um, and he's got uh, the Jumanji movie that's out right now. He did that did too. He did that as well. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, this is an adaptation of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, A Scandal in Bohemia. This I did not know. Obviously. <laughs> this I did not know. Um, yeah, it's before we had all the modern day Sherlock Holmeses. We had this modern-day Sherlock Holmes, huh. mm-hmm. and if there was any sort of justice in the world, this would have been a series. They, there was a failed pilot, I just found out, starring Alan Cumming. It seems like a really Whoa. good TV show. Which would have been... I mean, we have it now. We have Elementary and Sherlock. And Sherlock, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Bill Pullman being fucking rad with yeah. uh, Ben Stiller as his Watson, mm-hmm. and... Um, Kim Dickens is great in it, and Ryan O'Neill is really great in it. So it's about this—it's uh, a rich guy who lost his keys. Yeah, that's a—that's a thing that after so many adaptations of Sherlock Holmes for so long, we're about a very proper British gentleman. Uh, it's sometimes of a shock that when you go back and read the books, you're like, "Oh, this dude's a fuck up, and he's addicted, <laughs> he's addicted to cocaine, and he thinks that the Earth is flat." So that when like people hook onto that and make their adaptations about like no he's like crazy uh, yeah. that's always the best part and I, I did not know that this was based on that that's cool oh yeah he's totally I mean he's on pills all the time the first time you see him he's like yeah, jumping up and down on a bed and making up a song about how we should run off and get married but he mm-hmm. also like the guy comes in and is like oh and uh, we got a victim he's like and he knows the victim's name mm-hmm. he can figure that shit out already so actually I found I a good deduced. I didn't find the clip I really wanted because mm-hmm. there's a great scene of him breaking down a crime scene mm. but but uh, I have a short clip here that sort of gives more of the tone of uh, of his character. Now, a few words on looking for things. When you go looking for something specific, your chances of finding it are very bad. Because of all the things in the world, you're only looking for one of them. When you go looking for anything at all, your chances of finding it are very good. Because of all the things in the world... You're sure to find some of them. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Cast it's, a wide net. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that's like, you just sort of, I don't know, randomly pops up or mm-hmm. something, and you're like, why didn't I hear about this? Yeah. This is a little undiscovered gem. I totally recommend Zero Yeah, Effect. I remember I saw it, and it was one of those things, it seems so bizarre now, just that in between VHS and streaming, like, I had to wait for extra four years for this to come to DVD yep. in a snazzy Warner mm-hmm. Brothers snap case. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like it's available for rent on Amazon, but it's not streaming for free anywhere. Nah. Mm, but moving the yeah, TV... Yeah, but for, you know, what, three bucks or whatever on yeah, Amazon? Totally, oh, worth totally worth it. 
And moving to television of, of 1998 to January 26th through February 1st. So you want to start with American Music Awards. Yeah. These are really important. I are like they you. the ones that people, like actual people vote on, like civilians? Are they or is that just no. the people's choice? I can't award? remember. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> that I, would I, make I, sense. Honestly, this is the whatever's popular award. Yeah, I'm kidding. Mm. I don't, nobody actually cares about these, but we want to Dick well Clark apparently it. trying to make his own Grammys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the, you know, it's just general things. Uh, favorite pop rock male artist was Babyface. Uh, female oh, artist yeah. Celine Dion. Uh, uh, duo or group or band was Spice Girls. Uh, favorite pop rock album, Spice, Spice, Spice Girls. Uh, they're also the best new artists. Wow, they really sweeps. Yay. Uh, you know, it's it's dumb. George Strait won an award. <laughs> Reba McIntyre won an award. It's just yeah. always a fun thing to look at to be like, oh yeah, 1998. And I like putting these things in there because, you know, we've talked for a year mm-hmm. about these certain things. So, you yeah. know, just just look at the awards. Award season is in is in the full swing. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just It's just good to mention that it's finally started. But moving on to January 29th, the Seinfeld episode, The Cartoon Airs, <laughs> where uh, Elaine notices something about George's new girlfriend. Jerry, she looks exactly like you. She does not. Yeah, maybe she doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because we are now, you know, so far into Seinfeld mm-hmm. that who cares? Yeah, like, who cares? They, like, I want to do this episode. Yeah, it's a show about nothing. <laughs> plots are dumb. There are like three plots in this episode because it's also Elaine not understanding the New Yorker cartoon and yeah. trying to write a better answer. <laughs> uh, and it's also, you know, it's another, it's uh, shamefully one of the gay panic episodes of mm. Seinfeld, but it's still... Uh, that joke is just so much fun. <laughs> mm. uh, and then after that, we have on January 31st, this is this is what really I want to talk about this episode, is uh, Spider-Man ends after five seasons and 65 episodes. Let's wow. hear the rockinest 90s animated Spider-Man. TV show theme. Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things I remember being super excited about. Big Marvel fan growing up. And there weren't a lot of cartoons. Not since the, like, 1960s did you have Spider-Man cartoons, Fantastic Four cartoons, and the X-Men, the hottest comic around, got a really great Fox cartoon. Yeah. And the whole time, my friends and I were like, where the fuck is Spider-Man? Where is Spider-Man? By the time it came, it was kind of too late for me. Yeah, uh, it was too late for a lot of things, actually. Cause, uh, so, well, first of all, this is the era of, like... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, cartoons have been for kids so long, especially superhero cartoons. You get stuff like Spider-Man's Amazing Friends or the 80s Spider-Man show. Mm-hmm. But this is, with this and X-Men and Batman and Superman and the Bruce Tim shows, it's really like, hey, this looks like the comic book, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. And it, it blew my mind as a kid to see the show that looked like, we just saw especially the Especially with where, Spider-Man's villains, Mysterio, Doc Ock, like in yeah. just all bright oranges and greens. Venom and Carnage were yeah. huge characters in the show. Is this done by the same studio that did X-Men? Because it really looks like the X-Men cartoon yeah. yeah and they even had yeah. like crossovers oh, uh, the end of this show the Spider-Man show mm-hmm. ends with they sort of do their own secret wars really but they're all just different versions of Spider-Man are brought together including one Spider-Verse <laughs> including yeah it's, it's the, the predated Spider-Verse mm-hmm. including one of them was Spider-Man with the six arms uh, one of them was Spider-Man who in his universe was Tony Stark and is wearing wow. an, an armor suit Iron Spider which he would get later the Iron Spider mm-hmm. but, he, but in the Iron Suit design is just the Spider-Man Spider armor that he wore in the '90s. Sometimes uh, it was a cool show, and it's it's famous for um, 
having come after Batman, mm-hmm. they still, because it's Fox, and Fox produced, whereas mm-hmm. Batman was Warner produced, mm-hmm. uh, they had a million restrictions, including, like, mm-hmm. uh, people have found documents that said, like, Spider-Man's not allowed to punch anyone. Mm-hmm. First of oh. all, Spider-Man, so in this show, everyone's tackling everyone all the time. <laughs> or webbed. Or we- yeah. everyone got webbed or tackled. Uh, they cannot have actual guns, whereas right. Batman show had actual guns. The show had all laser guns, including cops. Cops had laser See, they, guns. They, they, they eased up a bit after the they, first season. It got season. a little, little better, but, but it was still, still in the intro. It set a tone. Yeah. Uh, but also, they couldn't say death or die or kill, mm. so they would say things like, I'm going to send you to the next dimension! <laughs> uh, and uh, Spider-Man, when he's landing on a building, mm-hmm. cannot harm any pigeons. So no <laughs> pigeons are harmed. Do they have to fly away? Or I, is that harming them I mean, by I disturbing guess they would. That's Oh, not, yeah, that's causing them to that's causing that's, them duress. But right. that's not something that happens in the comics. There's they, nothing to adapt there that Spider-Man harms maybe pigeons. Read, love, I've read a lot of Frank Miller comics where some pigeons get fucked up. He's got so. spider sense. He's not going to harm any pigeons. That's not who Peter Parker is. <laughs> what the hell? Nobody needed that note. Maybe the power goes to his head and he's like, fuck all animals that aren't spiders. That's not something well, Spider-Man's known for. He's probably run into some pigeons like face first a couple times while he's swimming yeah, around. Yeah, as I they're mean, being spit out of the engine of the Vulture's fucking jet ski, like, air jet ski. Fuck you, pigeons. You're always right. in my way. That must happen, because like that, oh, maybe that's man. not a big enough danger to trigger a spider sense, so he's got to get like flies on those lenses he has on his <laughs> eyes and stuff. I think you're helping too much write the next Wayne Brother parody movie. I, <laughs> I, don't, show, I don't care for this. This show, it's not great, and it's hard to watch now. Yeah, it doesn't hold up very but well. But at the time, was revolutionary. And mm-hmm. actually, uh, uh, I remember when I was a kid when the movie was coming out, mm-hmm. it was when TV on DVD was first starting to get into a swing like 2002 mm-hmm. so there weren't like season DVDs but I, you'd get like three episode DVDs yeah. and then they would try and tie that into other stuff where they're like these are all the episodes with Daredevil because Daredevil mm-hmm. came out the next year mm-hmm. but um, uh, another thing to of note for this show for the Spider-Man show is uh, I mean it did lead to all that stuff coming out and happening but uh, it, it technically led to the Disney acquisition yes because when mm-hmm. Disney start like bought up the rights to Saban and Fox produced animation they put that over on Jetix or Toon Disney or whatever it was mm-hmm. and noticed that these old Marvel cartoons were performing very they well and next to like the new shows like Spectacular yep. Spider-Man would play just as well and they they're like man this Marvel thing is really capturing young male mm-hmm. attention in a way we can't do mm-hmm. yeah and that was it, what I from what I read spurred on Disney's interest in Acquiring Marvel. I mean, very famously, people know that around the time that happened, they were like, "We've got girls, we've mm-hmm. got nothing for boys." Yeah. So, Mar- mm-hmm. get Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, they didn't but bite also, on the Treasure Planet or Atlantis thing. Uh, but speaking of the show coming too late, <laughs> yeah. uh, this show broke uh, what we would know superhero sh- superhero uh, tropes as, mm-hmm. where there's no origin in the beginning, huh? Because they assumed, oh, by this point, James Cameron's Spider-Man movie will be out, and everyone knows the origin of Spider-Man. Oh, when well, now the, the next show didn't have an origin. Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. Oh, the next show, the yeah, next show yes. we're going to talk about on 302010. Yes, mm-hmm. but this but specifically with this mm-hmm. I think it's Spider-Man Limited, the weird one where he goes mm. to space that <laughs> followed the continuity of the show, sort of. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> this show had no, because they assumed James uh, James Cameron's Spider-Man movie would be out by wow. then. We know it. But now we can't even get that in the movies, where the movies have to constantly, I mean, we just now, in the third Spider-Man I mean, movie. As of this recording, the rumor is Disney's about to cancel all of its Marvel animation. All of it. Yeah. One oh. swoop. It's, uh, all, it's, it's, all, it's a rumor I read. I don't know that. It's true. all really terrible. So go for <laughs> it, Disney. Not, all the new shows are the Guardian not, show, the Hulk show the Avengers show I don't show. know that it's terrible I hear people 
from people who like it, but there's such a thing as oversaturation. Mm -hmm. And you read a lot of comics in the span of 32 and a half hour block of cartoons. I'm still bitter that uh, they canceled Spectacular Spider-Man and Mm. made Ultimate Spider-Man. They they, they canceled the closest Marvel's ever gotten to the Bruce Timm quality of shows uh, (laughs) to make a terrible show. Speaking of... Speaking of, Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, Kids WB is in full swing, Mm -hmm. and they are re-airing their shows that started on Fox, Mm -hmm. uh, including Batman Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Which Series. Which is excellent, and thank you, Internet, for pointing out that Batman the Animated Series uses the same font as Sonic 3. That is, that <laughs> yes. is excellent in I titling. believe uh, Tristan Cooper pointed that out, That's didn't beautiful. Uh, so, I, I just wanted a quick mention this week, and uh, another huge episode will come up next week, mm-hmm. just because this isn't a huge TV week. Uh, Diana, are you familiar with Batman the Animated oh, Series? Oh, yeah, no, I love it's wonderful. Batman. It's a fantastic I mean, show. It, I, I'm sad to say it wasn't appointment television mm-hmm. for me, Um mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it started when I was in high school, was uh, in 92. So, yeah, I was in high school. What a prepubescent boy. <laughs> so, kind of missed you. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it kind of fell into that, like, am I too old for this or not? But then, like, it was often on around Animaniacs mm-hmm. and I realized, oh, Animaniacs is making tons of oh. jokes that are not for, like, this is, you're just making this for me. Hey, patreon.com slash laser time. We have an awesome Animaniacs commentary to mm-hmm. celebrate yeah. Retro Not a bunch of streams we did on our YouTube well, channel. Like, I mean, yeah. Animaniacs did an entire episode parodying Apocalypse Now. Yep. Based on uh, the day the clown cried, yeah. so yeah. I, you know, and I believe we mentioned that on the street. What do they call him? The director, Mr. Mr. Director, Mr. Director. Yeah, as a teenager, I'm just sitting there going, "Who the fuck is this for?" It's crazy. <laughs> it's just for me. Freakazoid has an extended Hello Dolly yes. parody. That's Freakazoid like five also got, long. got super weird. Anyway, yeah. but jumping um, back to so I would see Batman occasionally, yeah. and everything I've seen, I really I have seen Mask of the Phantasm, and it's fantastic. Ooh, yes. One of the best Which Batman is, movies ever. Definitely. The, I, it, it, when it goes into an origin, a bit of an origin story. Mm-hmm. And Mask yeah. of the Phantasm. Yeah. So this this show originally aired on Fox in '92. And really figured... good. I've done instead of several podcasts. It went on to define so very many things about Batman and his menagerie of villains. It redefined Mister Freeze. It changed what we know of television based on comic books, mm-hmm. including live action television, mm-hmm. and it changed comic books. Mm-hmm. So much of comics have been influenced by this it, show. It, and... yeah. This oh, show invented that's... Harley Quinn, not the comics. That's it's where true. Bruce Timm um, and Paul Dini get started. Yep. And if you it's buy... one thing I love that it had a film noir look too. Yes. It yeah. almost like. As a teenager, oh, like, it's like the nineteen forties. Is Who this is just this for? for me? It's not for kids. They're not going to get this. Yeah. Shut up, kids. If you painted the backgrounds on black paper, oh. just to like, because they're like, we're wasting so much money on ink and paint, <laughs> so we might as well just do this. Wow. Uh, and and if you if you buy your kids a Two Face or Poison Ivy toy, those are almost always based on the design from Batman the Animated Series. So it's worth yeah. celebrating. Because I'm not sure. We yeah, won't get to it for a while. When I worked at a bookstore a, a couple years ago, they a whole line of kids' books came out mm-hmm. that they just reused. They brought all those designs back. Yep. It looks just like that. And Kevin Conroy still voices. He's my Batman favorite Batman. All the time. Yeah. Uh, but this episode uh, is if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? It's the origin <laughs> of the Riddler, who is, a, is used very well in the show. Yeah, and it's and it's I I got a clip specifically to point out like this is a kids' show. Mm-hmm. So let's just play this clip real quick. I created the riddle of the Minotaur game. This company is. Making millions from my genius. Competitron software success didn't come from the product, Nigma. Competitron is the corporate attitude. Its strength is in the boardroom, the deal, the contract. Specifically, the work for hire contract you sign. You are a fool, Mockridge, to think you can get away with this. Your amoral greed is no match for an intellect like mine. Oh, yeah? Then tell me something, Eddie. 
If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Wow, oh. titular line. Contractual negotiations between two yeah. characters in a cartoon. How'd you like that Clark Gable-looking motherfucker? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Can you imagine He-Man doing this, like pulling out a piece of paper, like, well, you signed the well, sheet skeleton. Well, everyone, the contract, let's, let's talk about what work for hire means, kids. You yeah. see, an NDA is... <laughs> and uh, the Riddler is a game designer. It sounds strangely yeah. like... The method of arguing our current president does. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, you, yeah. Speaking of which, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you know? I'm a billionaire. All right, fine. Mm. I guess that supersedes all logic. Um, <laughs> we got my, I'm, I'm trying to segue because this is hilarious. This sucks. Fox and Friends debuts, but not on Fox News, right. on Fox Television. I remember this. And how can you... Why do we remember this show? Because I know we didn't watch it. It was basically Fox's take on Good Morning America or the Today Show mm -hmm. and how did it distinguish itself do we remember this um, a fucking puppet like it was hosted what? it was hosted not oh, only I by I don't remember the puppet I don't remember this by smiley white people it had a puppet a full time puppet in the background as well and I, I love that it still airs today it's really stupid but it's it's roots are in puppetry. Uh, <laughs> bring the puppet back to Fox and Friends. Yeah, Fox and Friends debuts. Yeah, wow, I can't just blonde, years old. Blonde fembots in that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the title uh, makes no sense. Speaking, it, it I think it does when you realize there was a puppet on the show. They wanted to get everybody in the morning, a not puppet. just the stay-at-home moms, but maybe their kids as well. And it was kind of a spectacular failure. Um, and it's odd that they brought the brand back. Did they bring in the Pets.com puppet? <laughs> Michael Ian Black wasn't available. Puppet? Okay, I can't find an image of this puppet. The only thing I could find is uh, at one point they were, I guess, interviewing, uh, what's his name, that shitty right-wing... Uh, you have to be more specific. The shitty right-wing comedian who's, who's also a puppeteer. What's uh, that Jeff guy? Dunham? Jeff Dunham. Mm -hmm. So I found a picture of him sitting with the Fox and Friends, all their shit-eating grins. All right. But let's get away from Fox News, pull into so, something a little more comfortable. I mean, to be able to say that, you, you know, you're dictating what the president it's is insane. talking about. It's like, insane. Like, daily. My only uh, insane and also I only see infuriating clips of it where they just, they read back the president tweeting the information he, they gave him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fox and Friends, everybody. But let's move into the games January 26th uh, through February 1st, because one is my personal favorite. Uh, Skull Monkeys is not a okay. game I got to play, but a, a sequel to Neverhood. Like those weird yeah. claymation, Doug Apple games. And this one, uh, was Neverhood on home consoles? Was it on PS1? I don't know, but this was. Skull, Skull Monkeys, Monkeys was. was. Uh, so I remember seeing this a lot. I saw it, uh, mm -hmm. the the... I consider this for this, that era the uh, cover to be like iconic. Totally, it was everywhere. Yeah, because I also never really played it, mm -hmm. but it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and now, you know, even though we have weird feelings about Doug Tenapple, <laughs> he did lead to some good games being made. Yeah, a very cute, iconic-looking game. I think he recently kickstarted a similar-looking game because it looks like the game was yeah. made of clay. Hmm. Um, it's they're all claymation characters and claymation backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, but one, my favorite game, one we played a ton was Bust a Groove. Hell yeah. Right. Bust a Groove. Differentiate between Bust a Move, please. It's very, very sad that for some reason, Puzzle Bobble, <laughs> a puzzle version of Bubble Bobble, two of my favorite games when it was localized in America, they got the name Bust a Move. Right. It's a dumb name. Puzzle yeah. Bobble's great. It when they brought it to name. America. Well, it has nothing to do with shooting... A dinosaur Not eggs at all. out yeah. of a catapult. And it doesn't take advantage of its Bubble Bobble license, which if you had an NES, it existed. Ruled. Like we had Bubble Bobble. Yeah, that's weird. I it's the only box NES game I've ever owned. I think I recently sold yeah. it, and I had it on the Game Boy and played the hell out of it. If a game came out related to that, so, but Bust a Move means nothing yep. about anything. And they didn't use the song. Yeah, but so, like a dancing game should be called Bust a Move. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in in. Uh, 
Bubble Bobble's puzzle game is called uh, Bubble Bobble's puzzle game is called Puzzle Bobble, localized in America as Bust a Move. Therefore, Japan's Bust a Move has to be localized as Bust a Groove. Yeah, it's a sad title, kind of a sad series. It's still an awesome title. It's, it, I think the first one's a really fun game with great characters. It is just uh, kind of like on-screen dance combo prompts, like okay. sort of a DDR, a little more. Um, character focused than DDR because you're playing as different characters of different special moves that you can unlock uh, but it's all about dancing and rhythm yeah, and okay. everybody has a unique song they all sing about themselves uh, we loved it dearly those songs are burned in my and your husband's brain I know Michael <laughs> has the album too the series eventually petered out I think it's last hurrah was trying to partner with Britney Spears so it has like huh. a Busta Groove Britney Spears edition and that didn't work out too well although apparently that game's really good uh, no it might be it <laughs> might be but like Busta Groove I think is still really fun and that's why Right, we're Scott gonna, Sharkey talking about that game a lot and enjoying it. We are going to close out. Uh, we are going to close out this segment, 1998, with Ham, the the fat guy obsessed with hamburger song, talking about how much he likes burgers. <laughs> Make him say ho. Very good. Uh, we'll be back with 2008. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. For the week of January 26th to February 1st, yeah, oh, well, I got a couple things I can talk about. Um, 75 years ago this week, 1943, we get, honestly, a couple movies I don't really care about. Keeper of the Flame, I guess the most interesting one, it's a kind of forgotten Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy movie. There's so many better ones. Um, not, no, and you can't beat the law. And a Karen, a Bob Hope, Dorothy Lamore movie. And, eh, I mean, no, nothing as big as last week with Casablanca, that's for sure. So I can look 50 years ago this week, and there's How to Save Your Marriage and Ruin Your Life, uh, Dean Martin. So, yeah, because 50 years ago and 75 years ago this week don't have much to talk about, I looked elsewhere. And I'm going to go even further back. 85 years ago this week, January 27th, 1933, was the release of Mae West's She Done Him Wrong. This is a solid recommend. Mae West's movies in the early 30s are all super worth watching. I'm No Angel is another one I just love because she's a cartoon character. And she minces around being cartoonishly sexy and then saying really rude and suggestive things to Cary Grant and his job is to just sort of stand there and take it instead of being suave old Cary Grant and oh man there's so much fun she this one she's just I can't even explain you can't even explain what the appeal is you kind of just have to watch it I know probably know the like come up and see me sometime kind of that's totally not no that's she didn't even actually say that she's way more overt in her suggestiveness uh, so that's gonna be my recommend I'm gonna see how old a movie I can catch if I can find a hundred year old movie that I actually want to recommend I might just stop classic corner uh, but 85 years ago this week 1933 yes a comedy that is that old you can still get laughs out of she done him wrong that's my recommendation and that's it for the week stay classic
Grab a white sport coat. Coming in with Vampire Weekend's <laughs> Oxford comma. Uh, that is off their debut album. Mm-hmm. It's coming out this week. Uh, Low by Flo Rida with T-Pain is still number one, of course. Uh, we have new releases to talk about. Rain by Joe Jackson. Symphony by Sarah Brightman. I Stand by Idna Menzel. Uh, no, that's... Wabra Fongela. Adele Nazim. Adele Nazim. I want to pronounce it like John John Travolta. Yeah, he said Adele Nazim. Adele Nazim. Deeply talented. Wobbly flu. I believe that has defined gravity on it, too, actually. Oh, does it really? Yeah, from Wicked. The Bedlam and Goliath by Mars Volta and Running Wild by Airborne. Congratulations on putting an album out 10 years ago, folks. We're in January 26th through February 1st. Um, no news so no news to speak of so much, yeah. but a lot of uh, notable movies. Yeah. Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Yep. Uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really Very cool doc. Yeah, I think we talked about the book like 10 years mm-hmm. previous, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, so the movie about a guy with locked-in syndrome. Yes, locked in his own brain, He's communicates through thing. blinks, is that how, how yeah, he, he blinks. talks? He blinks, blinks a novel. Yeah. He blinks a novel out, so mm-hmm. insane. We um, talked recently on, I think, bonus time about sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and about mm-hmm. how scary that is to get for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy's life. Yep. <laughs> it's so scary. Uh, the Eye with Jessica Alba. Um, she's blind, and then she gets eye transplants, and then she starts seeing spooky shit. Oh, no. Yeah, she gets evil eyes. She's got a murderer's eyes. Got the Private eyes. Over her dead body? What's this about? Uh, Ava Longoria, Paul Rudd, Lake Bell, and Jason Biggs. This is what happens when you lie about talking to a man's dead fiance. I've seen it a thousand times. Now, the battle is on. You're dead. I still don't want you to see him, and there's not a whole hell of a lot you could do about it. Really? I don't need sleep. I can hound you every second of every day. Wow. Okay. So a force ghost haunting. Rom- <laughs> rom-com ghost. Haunting uh, the it's, new suitor to her ex It's ghost for the rom-com. Wow. Yeah. There, there you go. Lake Bell opening a movie in a way. Yeah. Wow. That seems really early to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and uh, this movie, I feel like I saw, but I think I'm confusing it with something else. Strange Wilderness. I, uh, I was... Sh- I remembered that a st- movie called St- Strange Wilderness exists. I remember Steve Zahn was in it. I didn't realize it was a Happy Madison a happy joint. Madison. It's totally uh-huh. a Happy Madison. Alan when, Covert's the star. Of course it is. And then <laughs> when I watched it, I, then I laughed during the trailer, and I that, was like, oh I no, was, I'm not alone. I was just going to... That is exactly what I was going to do, because the thing I do remember about it is when I watch this trailer, like, this looks dumb, this looks dumb, and the final... The final twenty seconds is like this. Look, this is hilarious. It still seems on, dude. Yeah, it's great. But it's. I'll try and set it up because we'll hear a bit of the trailer. No matter how many sea lions are eaten each year by sharks, it never seems like enough. The show sucks. <laughs> Two weeks from now, the show is canceled. Thank you very much. We're not canceled yet. Hey, Junior, how about you? Fresh blood. You got any ideas? Yoo-hoo! <laughs> oh, no. What? Uh, Sorry. Dude, what is on your eyes? Oh, oh, man. I got these tattoos on my eyelids to make it look like when I was sleeping that pe- people would think that I was awake. Oh, all right. Uh, well, Just what? as long as fresh Struggling blood. outdoor TV show uh, tries to go find Bigfoot. Uh, mm-hmm. A happy Madison comedy, but it's got Jonah Hill, Justin Long, Steve's on, Alan Covert. It's, I laughed so hard at this trailer multiple times, and I'll try and set it up for people listening because the end of the trailer is just like, thir- like you shouldn't put this in a trailer. Mm-hmm. It's 30 seconds of Steve Zahn making fun of a shark with buck teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I, it cracks me the fuck up. It's very visual, but... It's, it's, it's 40 really seconds. Funny. Strange Wilderness. Oh, 
Why is that in the trailer? It is. It is. It is two. It's like a gif of a shark. It's, it's like two seconds repeated. It's really of a bucktooth shark. It's unbelievable. But that means somebody watching the movie like this is the funniest thing. And I'm putting yeah. in the movie. I'm putting in the trailer. Uh, Strange Wilderness in the movie you all saw. Uh, Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus. The best of both worlds. It's number one at the box office. It's a concert yeah. film, it's not a just a movie. Concert film. That's incredible. That it was number one. Oh yeah. Oh man. The concert of a lifetime is now the must-see movie event. Walt Disney Pictures presents Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus' Best of Both Worlds concert movie. I, I, that that speaks to how weirdly powerful she was, even as a teenager. Yeah, like, well, huge. Disney did something really smart with this too, mm-hmm. in that they released it to theaters for like a week, and then they pulled it. I mean, they're, and then they oh. made a huge deal like a month later, like it's on Disney Channel, fuckers. Mm. You didn't get a chance to see it because you live in Podunk, bumfuck. <laughs> now you get to watch it, and it becomes like one of the highest rated things they've ever done. Wow. Yeah, I worked at, uh, I believe I worked at Walmart at this time, which was the oh, official boy. Hannah Montana oh, uh, hub. Like officially, had to deal with Disney to be the Hannah Montana store. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, it does have uh, one song because I'm going through, you know, the song list of uh-huh. oh, are any of these songs we want to, you know, come in with or go out on and uh, it's like oh the Jonas Brothers show up for a couple numbers oh that's nice and then the song Best of Both Worlds is credited to Miley Cyrus featuring Hannah Montana wow <laughs> I'm so confused and that's the, the the show where her what is it alter, her alter ego right yeah, is Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana the singer Hannah Montana is the celebrity so Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus is the person she can have like a real life yeah so is there any story in the movie or is it just a live concert film like she goes backstage and pulls a wig off and yeah, becomes maybe. Miley again I she think. has like a uh, 90s comedy Comedy special Chappelle opening where there's a camera behind her walking through the. Uh, this this is what sucks about this show. Hannah Montana made me feel old at the time. Celebrating mm. its tenth year anniversary <laughs> makes me feel like I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But there's some really fun stuff on TV. Yeah, I love yeah. that we're, we're getting into Mimi territory. January twenty fourth, uh, the first "I'm fucking Matt Damon" clip airs <laughs> yeah. on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm Matt Damon. She's Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Damon. She's Matt Damon. I'm not imagining it's you. I'm Matt Damon. On the bed, on the floor, on a towel by the door, in the tub, in the car, up against the mini bar. Wow, this makes me so sad. They're not together anymore. Yeah, this is when uh, Sarah Silverman was with Jimmy Kimmel for a long time. But very publicly, like, and making bits out of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is is the bit. It was that, uh, this is, I think, for his birthday show. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, because we have the writer's strike going on, so I made this thing a while ago, but I don't know if it still applies anymore. So, but here you go anyway. And it's it's part of the long-running... The long-running Matt Damon thing, which is... Matt Damon I love talking about it, but we're technically still in it. Yep. It started with uh, yeah. when Jimmy Fallon had a line show, and at the end of every show, he'd say, sorry, 
Kimmel, our Jimmy, apo- Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Apologies to Matt Damon. Matt Damon we had to bump got you. bumped from every episode. And, of and Jimmy he still has legit never appeared on the show to like legitimately promote a film. Yeah. It's all just a gag about how he's right. banned because they were friends. They knew each other. Yeah. And this is back when it was Jimmy Kimmel Live before yeah. he was. What what is it now? The Late Show. Which which show does he host? Yeah, the Late Late Show. I think I it's just know. called Jimmy Kimmel Show. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Show. Whatever show he hosts, but Jimmy Kimmel Live because it was live. It was actually a live talk show. When you, uh, when you look at it on on paper, yeah, it was a live talk show with each. Each week had a every week had a different comedian sidekick so like people mm. would just sit in mm-hmm. for a week of the Do show you know who directed it for a very long time bobcat gold yeah. yeah and in the first week of the show i remember and we're gonna be live have different comics uh co-host every single week and we're gonna serve alcohol and mm. that went bad immediately <laughs> like went bad immediately it was awesome to watch, free though. disney alcohol like like someone yeah. i think there was an incident like almost in the first week that someone either vomited everywhere or passed out <laughs> or like you can't really have a, them. a control a studio audience filled with drunks mm-hmm. so I, I i i love remembering when that's what it was but this yeah. was this was so fucking yeah, funny this was, this was a bit that she just you know came on the show and was like i have a confession to make and it's a fucking your arch enemy yeah <laughs> and uh because it's after the matt dame bit are gone for so long and it mm-hmm. goes back and forth i'm sure we'll we'll see when the other clips happen but uh yep. jimmy kimmel gets her back by fucking Ben Affleck mm-hmm. and he makes a video a music video that has because this is just them it's it's got production value but they're yeah. just like in a house whereas Kimmel's response I'm video I'm fucking Ben Affleck I'm fucking Ben oh, Affleck is like Ford, shot isn't it yeah Harrison Ford it's like it's like shot they're like driving around Los Angeles you it's, can just tell that like we're doing another one of these who wants to be in it and a bunch yeah. of hands went up in yeah. the celebrity mm-hmm. world this I a, do this yep. was a huge viral hit this I has, watched this yeah. video again and again and it I didn't watch late night TV at the time it has 20 million views on YouTube which didn't really exist for Kimmel at the time. And this video was updated a year later. Yeah. It was uploaded a year later. But other people had uploaded it by then. I'm it's, sure they It's got 20 million yet. views after it went viral, mm-hmm. is yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, Jesus Christ. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. But uh, we're still in Breaking Bad yeah. territory. This is yep. episode two of Breaking Bad. I just want to mention it again because this first season was revolutionary. Yeah, it's the really things good. That it yeah. did. Uh, and ne- next week, there isn't one. It's already mm-hmm. goes from it airs two episodes, goes on a break. Yeah. Uh, and then the third episode, I think, follows the weekly later but uh this is the episode cats in the bag mm-hmm. where it's the first time it i was surprised to be like oh yeah that happened that early that walt did something really fucked up so let's play this clip hey no 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 i don't give me that okay i held on my end i already took care of emilio you're still diddling around trying to get your nut up oh, well boo-hoo i have the truly awful job here oh, you want to you want to talk awful you want to go there try dragging 200 pounds of stink up a flight of stairs I barely got him in the bathtub. Bathtub? What? What do you mean, bathtub? You know, and that's another thing. Why you got me running around town trying to find some stupid piece of plastic when I have a perfectly good tub I can use? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it's was uh, one of the grossest things ever on television. It solidified when I love the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. That so they, they are dissolving a body with acid, and Jesse is not aware that uh, acid will him, eat through the bathtub. Yeah, and then the floor beneath the bathtub. Yep. And then fall through the ceiling, and just it's like splattering. Yeah, it's just everywhere. like wet red chunks surrounding it's, bone. It's uh, up there with the RoboCop toxic waste kill, oh, where yeah. a guy splatters across a windshield. Totally, uh, really, really disgusting. fun. Watching and, it again, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I was like, wow, like this is all just right on there on cable wow, television. Is this only the second episode. <laughs> the second episode. I really Walt thought it was. Body. I thought it was farther into the season. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, because yeah, he wants Jesse to get this specific, like the tubs you keep your old comic books in in your basement. Yeah, it will not dissolve. Uh, right. with acid but uh, hey guys 
You, Chris, you feel old. What? Guess the fuck what? Ten years ago, I on know. January 27th, the Simpsons episode, that 90s show aired. Yes. So ten years ago, the Simpsons had to update the, the Simpsons yes. origin story, which they had already so, they already slightly updated it. Sometimes you watch the flashbacks they, they and they have, more, they have more modern ten years ago references, but this is the first time they were like, okay, now it happened in the 90s. It's, it's difficult to talk about, because if you don't know, I do a show called Talking Simpsons every okay. Wednesday, chron- like chronicling uh, every episode of the Simpsons in order uh, we are only in the seventh season so it'll be forever till we get to talk about this but yeah. this is seen in Simpsons fans eyes as one of the worst episodes absolutely or a slap in the face but I watched it for this because mm-hmm. I, I was still watching the show pretty regularly at and this it point, seems like a slap in the face but I'm just assuming the writers thought it was funny why not do it they're cartoon characters this happens to Bugs Bunny all the time yeah his birthday changes when you when you see him as a baby it just, Peter it just Parker, happens the longer uh, you exist now I believe canonically when he got his powers he went on Conan instead mm-hmm. of uh, you know whatever old J- Jack Parr or whatever show having having watched it now it's it's just another episode of The Simpsons that I don't love as much as other episodes it doesn't hurt anymore it's not bad it has funny moments i captured Mm -hmm. some clips from it including the intro where marge will tell you this is what made people really mad because it's Mm -hmm. marge canonically altering the canon telling her that we lied about (laughs) we lied about your origin story bart Mm -hmm. um hey parents are allowed to keep some secrets you know mom and dad are almost 40 and bart is 10 that means you didn't have him until way after high school yeah what happened while i was chilling in dad's junk there is a part of our past that we haven't told you kids about a turbulent part Come on, more turbulent than now? We're in every kind of therapy. Things happened between your mother and me that we're not proud of. It was the middle of a wild decade known as the 1990s. The 90s? Never heard of it. Oh, it was a wonderful time. The Iraq War was over once and for all. A struggling Matt Groening created Futurama. Young people believed in their dreams thanks to a TV show called Melrose Place. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know, we do a news bit at the top. It's based on... Homer introducing flashback sequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to. The young recap. Joe Piscopo may have yep. t- taught the nation how taught to laugh. The world to laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, young... the retconning it bugs me. But uh, there's something I don't know weirdly pandering about doing a '90s show. I think that's I think it, it, part of it, and I just don't find a lot of it funny. I feel like there's a way you could make a bunch of grunge gags without retconning. You don't like Homer's weirdness. band Sadgasm? Sadgasm. That mm. he goes from dude Lenny's Lenny's. Boys to men, fucking color me bad. Look is objectively one of the funniest visual gags ever. <laughs> His band is it's Lenny, Carl, and Lou. And Lou, <laughs> what a weird third. And Lou, to put in there. and they have a they have a boys to menish band that they then alter to go more Nirvana. And you have a clip of it, right? Sadgasm. Yeah, Sadgasm song. We are Sadgasm, and this song is called Politically Incorrect. <gasps> That's funny, Jeff. <Joe. is brown hate is white love is black step the night <laughs> I think this is fu- way funnier than I did back then. Like, that's not just a grunge uh, pastiche. That's straight up Nirvana. Like, they're yeah. just going for that Nirvana song. Uh, in fact, the, the in joke that mouth. comes afterward drives, <laughs> drives it home. Billy Doctor! Yes, it's Kurt, Kurt, it's Marvin, your cousin, Marvin Cobain. <laughs> you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this. 
<laughs> I don't know. Right, I lo- maybe this. You know what? I haven't watched this episode in ten years. I've watched it since the it's night. A good it joke. Aired. Let's yeah. give it a chance. Let's watch it's it. It's a good All joke. Right. And let's I do, oh, let's do a commentary. It's also got a, like a, you know it, it does ride that like anti PC kind of bandwagon because mm-hmm. it's set in the college, which March. Mm-hmm. At, somehow attends and we've never heard of it before and Homer is jealous because he's paying for her to go to college and she's looks like she's going to run off with her professor Uh, but they closed it with a line from the future that I'm sorry we'll strike everyone as odd from here on out and is this funny or is this sad thing that stood between us the 90s is almost over you're right but I'm worried about what's on the horizon reality shows Britney Spears the suspicious number of home runs being hit at least we know there'll never be a president worse than Bill Clinton imagine lying in a deposition in a civil lawsuit that's the worst sin a president could commit there'll never be a worse president never never <laughs> 10 years to the week to wow the yeah. week that's amazing yeah yeah I love when when we're doing this show and everything just comes together like that yeah it's a nice little book and too bad we have a, something equally as big to talk about mm-hmm. bigger than that 90 show even uh games res ah, HD ah. this guy three all great games mm-hmm. but you got to get out of the way for Smash Brothers brawl which mm-hmm. debuts in Japan this week it will go on to become I'm so sad about this the eighth best-selling Wii game of all time because it should behind be carnival games and carnival games it's too. behind everything you hate and have given to goodwill by now mm-hmm. we fit <laughs> we sports New Super Mario Brothers, which I'm not a fan of, but it's like an actual Nintendo game, at least. This is eight. This is the first I would I would consider real game on the best-selling Wii on charts. The, yeah. 32 million copies. Jesus Whoa. Christ. Yeah. This was the last game I remember getting like a group of friends together on the same couch mm-hmm. to play. Like being like, we got to get everyone over here. Come on, let's play Brawl. Uh, and looking back on it, uh, for a lot of the reasons d- dorks like me mm-hmm. don't like this game, it, it, those still sting me. I, I'm not a big fan of this game, mm-hmm. mainly because of Fall at Melee uh, and just mm-hmm. change certain things um, but it's, it's just not as good it's still incredible it's still a great uh, action party fighting game but they put Snake in there they put Sonic mm-hmm. in there it's crazy that this game exists and happens uh, it's and it has it, it makes it it means it's ten, it's been 10 years since we've had a Smash Brothers cutscene the subspace oh, yeah. emissary single player portion it makes me cry to watch Mario and Link run through a field dodging lasers and Pikachu <laughs> and Samus exiting an exploding spaceship running together. It, it makes me weepy to like that classic, <laughs> you know the song, the I Smash know. Brothers song. Everybody knows the when Smash the Brothers first, song. When uh, the first game came out, I remember like just being a kid and being as Mario throwing a Pokeball on a Pokemon come out of him. Like, like just that changed my brain. Jarring. But when this one came out, this was it had similar things because I just, I would never, never expect Nintendo to make the decisions they made in this game. And I remember uh, waiting up for quote-unquote Japan time, which was uh, the phenomenon of us kids in America waiting for midnight Japan time for when they would update the website and tell us who the new characters were. Uh. And that went for months where we would just sit up and then I remember being with my friends, uh, you know, on our friend's computer, on our Mm -hmm. friend's old giant thick monitor on whatever Windows uh, Emmy or whatever we were on at the time and seeing Snake pop up and being like, what? Like just all of us like After a farting Wario, like a fart and blew up the world. Yes, Wario (laughs) on a motorcycle who farted on you. uh, The the Pokemon Pokemon trainer. We watched uh, this over and Pikmin. over again. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was this game is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that it happens and that they immediately with the next one go back on so many of those decisions and make it. I so couldn't much less believe cool. they, they. Why didn't you add cutscenes in a single player mode to 
the new Smash Brothers, and they said because people are just going to steal it and upload it. Mm-hmm. To which everyone responded, "So what? Yeah, who cares? Why not? That's not a good reason to not include I those. I still want to play it. Such, such a Japanese thought process. Mm. You're just going to steal them. You, you can't appreciate it like I want you to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hope we don't have enough swords to send everybody. And that's my that's my <laughs> prediction. The Switch will get a re-release Smash game, and it will have those kind of cutscenes and single player so. content added in yeah because it's not like some of the licensing deals mean some characters might not be coming back but, I saw um, someone recently mentioned I think it might I think again might be uh, the aforementioned Tristan Cooper said something like mm-hmm. this 2018 is the last year they can do that because if it's 2019 mm-hmm. it's like that's too late we need a brand new Smash game like if you want to re-release Smash I mean, 4 that no one, one every played. five years yeah mm-hmm. uh, just like Smash 4 it's a shame mm-hmm. that no one really played it because it's on the 3DS and the Wii U Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the biggest game franchises ever, and they put a game out that you know mm-hmm. no one really. I <laughs> mean the Smash Four. Yeah, I mean like I played people, a ton of it on 3DS. It I'm shocked of... I don't own it on on mm-hmm. Wii U. Exactly. I, I, no one's ever said that. That's a sentence that's not said anymore. <laughs> people played it and sold a lot of copies, but it just did not make the splash that a melee or a brawl made. Uh, so hopefully they can recapture it, that. It made the, the mistake of not releasing during uh, those fans' childhood. That's that's its biggest. That's its <laughs> yeah. biggest fault. What a bunch of idiots! Yeah. to not go back in time. Wait a minute! This game doesn't come with. Tons of free time, <laughs> innocence, none of that. Wait, I need sixty dollars <laughs> and friends. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, yeah, but it's fine. Anyway, that wraps <laughs> up thirty twenty ten. Uh, we encourage you to go leave a comment at thirty twenty ten dot net. We've been behind on reading off your comments. We do some, occasionally a Patreon show that's just about you guys and your responses to these days and dates. We really do appreciate your support at patreon dot com slash laser time. Uh, and we have a we still have a weekly exclusive bonus show. We just did a commentary for the Star Wars The Last Jedi defeminized slash the chauvinist cut. Mm-hmm. It is hysterically bad. So I, I still think I, it's an a Andy Kaufman-esque joke. I would like to comment, but you're just going to cut me out. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm going to put a big black bar over it like Princess Leia in the opening crawl. <laughs> as if she... It, it's it's so weird. What? It is so they just weird. Removed her name from the crawl, and, and because they take they take they remove certain female characters, they have to give moments to the male character. It's just so unnecessary and weird and bad. Yeah, we've got it up on Patreon. If you're at the five dollar level, that's right. Uh, in addition to that, we've got a bunch of other commentaries, like we did the King of the Hill Christmas special, mm-hmm. with Mickey's Christmas Carol. We have an Animaniacs one. Yeah, should be up by the it time you listen now. to this. It was something we did for Retronauts, which is a show I do with Bob and Henry, also talking Simpsons fame, um, talking about the Animaniacs uh, reorder from Hulu. It's Yay! bad. It's going to come back. Um, but yeah, we we got. And yeah. It's a great episode. Super bummed. I was three thousand miles away because Bob <laughs> asked me to be on that, and I was like, No, I know so much about anime. Yeah, it, it's just a great episode. It's in the middle. It's like the thirtieth episode of the second season, mm-hmm. and it's about. It's no sketches or gags. It's all a documentary about the Warners with a bunch of famous movie stars, and it's oh, it's right. a really good origin that's, story. This one that's got Betty Davis in it. It and does. Bob's yeah, going off about. Yep, kids love Betty Davis, and I'm like, shut up, I did. <laughs> and uh, I got that reference. And if you know, uh, if you want to know the actual origin story mm-hmm. of the Animaniacs, I made a 30 minute documentary oh. about Steven Spielberg's uh, influences on animation and his work through starting with you know, it's insane, starting with man. Don Bluth and going through Amblimation and then working. Rod- with Rabbit. Warner and uh, Roger uh, Rabbit and all that stuff. I have a whole episode about Roger Rabbit. Oh, I love Roger Rabbit. Check it out on, on YouTube.com slash cartoon. Only a few more, only 10 more months. Mm-hmm. 10 more months that we get to talk about. We're going to get there. Okay. Yep. We're going to okay. get there. We might as well just do the Monday Night Movie now. Uh, you and I, you and I are just waiting. I'd love to actually have Diana on that one. Yeah. Watch Roger yeah. Rabbit with you. Yeah. Your, your um, life and my life, we're both just always edging to talk about Roger Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> we're just always like, we're always at the point of like, it's the best movie commentary you've ever done because yeah. I've read everything I have 
been given or found about Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot about it. Not saying everything, yeah. but anything I've I, been able to see. I, I, I collect read. old magazines that have cover stories for yep. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Why are we talking about an old yeah. film? Besides Roger Rabbit, 88, we have some really fun movies. It's a big cool. year. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for this year. That is dope. Um, and you can find out more at lasertimepodcast.com or 302010.net, or you can check out some of our streams that we do relating to some of these games' anniversaries at youtube.com slash lasertime. We do appreciate your support. Patreon.com slash lasertime. We are 99% listener supported and we can't thank you enough for that anything you can help out with we truly appreciate and we can continue to do the show for you mm-hmm. every single week we haven't missed a week yet come on give yeah. us some credit yeah. Over favorite years, podcast right? misses a week um, but yes with all those plugs out of the way we can move into Diana's life and death sequence the deaths of mm-hmm. 1988 98 Oh, wait. Who that? Only one I found was Heather O'Rourke, but I'm (laughs) 12. That's so awful. That's so awful. We already spoiled it, just like the Heath Ledger episode. Yep. Um, Sometimes they're newsworthy, you know? Mm hmm. But thank God the deaths are out of the way so we can get to the burst. Birthdays. Time for the birthday quiz. Mm-hmm. Born January 26, 1958. Turning 60 this week. She does not look 60. Uh, she's the sixth most followed person on Twitter. She has won 30 Emmys, 20 People's Choice Awards, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Gina Davis? Julie Louise Dreyfus? No, she almost has a kind of EGOT, and she has hosted the Emmys, the Grammys, and the Oscars. Uh, her six films have grossed Anne more Hathaway? than $900 million. Those films are, those six films, $900 million. Wow. Those films are Goodbye Lover, The Love Letter, Ed TV, Mr. Ron. Ellen DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres. She's 60 years old? She's Jesus, turning really? 60. Holy crap. And they just shot her ride, they just shut her ride down. What a bunch Aww. of sons of that rides awful. Also, and she, she will have been married uh, 10 years come August. I didn't realize. Oh, she got married right before I did in 2008 because gay marriage was on the ballot in California and she yeah. wanted to slip in under the wire. Wow. Uh, so Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. for them. That's nice. I am so glad. So like whenever we mention uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon or Rob, uh, whatever, Corden, James Corden, mm-hmm. any of these late night people or people who are daytime TV people, uh, the internet gets mad that we even said their name because plebeians, horrible mm-hmm. Americans enjoy mm-hmm. that schlock. But Ellen, I feel like there's almost never any internet backlash to her because she's too awesome. She's just one she's of the coolest people in the world. She's just such a font of, it, of happiness and enthusiasm. Yeah. 30 Emmys. She's promoted Daytime so many great things. Evening. She, that, that blew me away. But she's just, she's a, such an upbeat, optimistic person, even though she's had plenty of things to be fucking pissed mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like she's like the closest we may ever get in our lifetime to a second Oprah mm. you know like yeah. as far as like promoting awesome things and without the pseudoscience with, <laughs> yeah okay yeah she's Oprah without a Dr. Phil so there or without a uh, who's the other shitty doctor Dr. Oz Dr. Oz yeah. she's, she's Oprah without the like bread you know that yeah but she's just you know a, a happy a happy was it? person yes. I don't know I don't care. you know it's just like I'm gonna have someone on to promote this thing and you know what fuck it we're gonna have a dance off Let's yeah. just, I'm constantly dancing. Oh my god! Everyone, it's look happiness. up. Everyone look up that video. Of the one time Zach Galifianakis was in the audience. <laughs> oh, no. Have you ever seen this? No. It's uh-huh. an amazing video of um, Zach Galifianakis for some reason in the audience. I think like a friend of his was either on it or going, just going to the show. 
So uh, when when Ellen comes out, everyone dances. They have a big dance party, mm-hmm. and the camera just goes through the audience. And then one of the people, Zach Galvanek, is standing, looking like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" Like he clearly did not expect this. And I think he looks directly. It's either the actual camera or someone else is holding a camera. He looks directly into it and is like, oh. "Where am I? What is happening?" It's no, hilarious. Just Google this. Ellen and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I will do or Google thirty twenty ten or a friend to tell about <laughs> it. Net. Uh dot net or Laser Time Podcast. Yeah. Com. We will close out with the Smash Brothers brawl main theme, uh, yeah. composed by Nobuo uh, Umatsu, the the Final Fantasy composer. Final Fantasy guy. I did not I did not know that until looking it up. I didn't know they do. But uh, really cool. yeah, played some Smash, folks. We will yeah. be back next week. Yeah.